This is the Hear Me Out CC podcast, a place to hear stories from the deaf and hard of hearing people. And from your host, Ahmed Khalifa. We have a tough topic to talk about. I've learned a new word or phrase recently. Deaf anxiety. I first heard that word when I watched a video by a guy called Arti. He's deaf, hard of hearing himself. And I think he coined that phrase, deaf anxiety. And then a few people start talking about it as well. When I watched the video, and you can watch it below if you want to see it yourself, it resonated with me a lot. Something that I related to and connected with a lot. Anxiety, everyone has their own ways of dealing with it and it comes about in their own way. It might be a particular situation or scenario that it comes about for you and something out there triggers for you. And I always look at it that way. When I get anxiety, I just try to pinpoint why that happened and then you try to deal with it. But then this is different because Deaf anxiety is something that made me really curious because it made me aware only recently that when I get anxiety, the majority of the time, if not all the time, it's linked to my hearing or lack of hearing. In a situation where I grew up and lived my life, you try too hard to blend in a community of able people. I'm in that middle bit, the hearing word and the deaf word, the in-between, if you like. And you have connection to both words, pros and cons. It's great you have access to both, you understand both, but then at the same time, you're in an awkward bit in the middle where it's invisible. You don't really belong to a specific area, a specific community. Because of that, then I try to blend in mainly, at first, with the hearing word, with the able here in community and throughout my life and I still do today I try to do that by blending in and doing things all the time by taking a test every day taking an exam every day and that could be anything from right and to learn how to speak how to pronounce certain words and to learn when is the best time to use a phone because this environment not might work but then maybe this environment might work and to work out whether that person will be able to understand me or not. Maybe I have to elaborate something or be more articulate. Maybe I need to analyze the environment that I'm in to see if I'm able to socialize there or even work there. It's a constant test, day after day, every day. And it's hard, it's very, very hard because it it takes a lot of energy out of you. And eventually, I always talk about it, you get those concentration fatigue, you get exhausted, and you just want to be somewhere where you're safe and quiet. It could be anywhere like your home or somewhere where you feel like you're part with your family or certain friends, then maybe you feel a bit more comfortable. But the thing is, that test that I have to take, I have to take it every single day for the rest of my life, and I'm quite certain it will get harder. And then I realized when those things happen, then it triggers my anxiety, it triggers certain feelings. And it made me realize, well, actually, you know what, deaf anxiety is a thing. And the way I describe it is, 
it's a term that applies to those who are deaf or hard of hearing and they go through a moment in their lives where something triggers their anxiety because of our lack of ability to hear something. So for example, maybe there is a situation where you need to be alert all the time. So maybe there's a lot of commotions around you, maybe because you are in a place, for example, at a festival, music venue, this kind of thing, and then there's a buzz or a movement, whatever, but then there's a lot of people around you and you need to be aware of that because you need to make sure that you're safe, you know where you're going, there's not going to be a rush of people going towards you. If there is, why? Maybe maybe a, a famous person came up somewhere, maybe there's an incident that happened. You need to be aware all the time and that makes you a bit tense. And I realized over time that it triggers anxiety for me, certain things in my life. And there are a number of things, and I made notes on the thing that does trigger anxiety for me, big or small, and I have to like stop and breathe for a second. For example, when the phone rings, I get a bit tense because I have to, okay, I have to listen really carefully to listen to that person. If I don't have my headphones and plug it in my ear, then I'm in trouble because then I have to work extra hard and that's hard work. When I'm going or attending a social event, sometimes I reach that door and sometimes I don't go in because noisy environment is my kryptonite and I can't focus there. Whether that person will be able to understand me or not, in the past I used to have speech therapy to be able to speak English because that wasn't my first language. And that always caused me anxiety and worry because it made me think, can that person hear me? Which is ironic because right now I'm a bit of a public speaker. And if I want to speak to hundreds of people, maybe a thousand people or more, then they need to understand me. But I know that I have to be careful and I get a bit tense and then hopefully I get over it. When I want to talk to someone in a noisy environment, there's someone out there. I've been to a conference where like, I really want to talk to that person but I know I'm not going to be able to do that because it's noisy. Or will I? Or should I do it? Should I approach that person? And then just get worried about it and just get anxiety. And it sucks because you want to talk to that person. And then when I'm surrounded by people in the environment, again, conference, social event, party, in a bar with lots of people, not only are you going to have to be concentrating hard to listen to that person, if you can at all, but then you have to be alert of where you are and in case anything's going on and maybe there's an incident again and you need to be aware of it, you need to go somewhere or whatever. It's always on your mind. And even for me, I put last point about the anticipation of expecting someone to talk to you. And again, the irony is that I'm a public speaker and I love it when people come up to me and speak to me about what I've heard or they want to ask questions. I love that. I absolutely love that. I would never discourage it. But it's scary. And I do get anxious about it, especially if I'm in the wrong environment where I'm going to struggle. And if I struggle and if that person's struggling, then I get anxiety as well. And I maybe think like, oh man, death anxiety is a thing. There are so many researchers out there that made it a thing. And when I read about it, it makes sense. Medical journals, it makes sense. Yet when you go to your GP or your doctor, your audiology, and you look at all these leaflets, 
they don't talk about it at all. You don't really hear about it. And only now, recently, people talk about mental health for deaf people, and it's becoming more of a thing now. But here's the thing. Deaf people are more likely to suffer from mental health issues than hearing people. I think it's two times more likely. And I've read somewhere around 11% more likely to get depressed. Deaf people, they're more likely to get depressed than hearing person. And then it made me think, well, that makes sense. Of course it does. Because there are so many situations where you're going to be worried by if you can't hear, then that might put you at a disadvantage. And it's annoying because there is a culture of deaf community where they talk about deaf gain. They gain something. They gain the culture. They gain to be a part of something beautiful. And I love that. But I'm not part of it. I'm not really part of deaf community. I would like to be. But I'm only touching that. I'm only putting my feet in there. But I haven't really gotten to be fully involved with that yet. But at the same time, we live in a hearing world and we are not able to hear in the hearing world. And that can cause anxiety. And that will never go away. Because you're not going to get better, really. I'm not going to get better. And it's going to get worse and worse. And that's a part of me where I... Sometimes I do get worried about that. But I have to accept it. And this is the thing that... The way I deal with it, the number of ways I deal with it, the one way I deal with it is acceptance of it. And this is why I do these videos, I talk about it, I write about it on a website, I talk to an audience. It's very therapeutic for me to do that. It allows me to deal with it and to connect and to share and to get people to be aware and to help and to also, for me, let it out. Just let it out. And I'm doing it right now. And that's a good way of managing anxiety. Accepting goes a long, long way to manage it. But of course, not everyone is there yet, not everyone's ready yet, so maybe I should look at other ways to tune it. So the other way that I deal with those moments of anxiety is, I'll give you a few points. One is that I put my hearing head off and I put my headphones on so that I listen to music or podcasts or whatever, if it's, you know, audible enough, if quality is high enough, I listen to those. Not because I want to listen to those, so that also... I don't have to worry about being fully alert to other people all the time. I don't have to worry about people being frustrated with me because I can't hear them or they can't get their point across to me. Put the headphones on and it's like a safety net for me. But at the same time, it's unsociable. If you have it all the time, it may seem unsociable, but it's quite a safety place to be, a safe haven for me to be as well. The other thing... I do, you just have to breathe. You have to kind of stop, slow down, and breathe. Which I have to do right now. Because it's tough when you're going through an, an anxious moment. People talk about you meditate, you breathe, deep breath. There are breathing techniques you do. It does help. And I have to remember and remind myself to do that as well. The other thing I do is to have control on what I can control. And I split that in two different ways. One is I can control my working environment, where I am right now. I run my business from my home office. I'm so lucky that I can do that because in previous jobs, it was difficult. The employees were either being very difficult about it, they were not accommodating, 
or they tried, but it's just not good enough because maybe it's, a, it's an open office environment or you can't get your points across or whatever it is. And it's not easy. And I sympathize for those who are trying to do a good job, trying to work, but it's not easy at their current working environment. Whereas I'm very lucky that I can do that. I make sure that I have the right environment in terms of sound. I've got the headphones. I've got my gears in place. That makes me able to do the job that I do and do it well. At the same time, what is my control is my home environment and making sure that it's as comfortable as I can. And again, I'm very lucky that I have that. I'm very lucky that I live with my wife and I'm able to control our environment that we share together, make it comfortable, make it clutter-free, make it cozy, make it warm, have hot water, all these things. I know I'm very lucky that I have all of these things and it's not always possible. I can sympathize when you live with difficult flatmates or difficult people, it's hard work. But I don't know how I can give you advice, but if you can find a way to make your home environment work for you, it's really, really important. The other thing I, I love to do, as you can see in behind me, I've got books behind me. And that's because I love reading. absolutely love reading. But it's not just about reading stories and getting through a novel, getting lost in a word, in a magical word. It's not about that. Even though I do read these books, the books that I love the most are ones that can help me to better my life in a certain way. Whether it's about personal development or self-help, whether it's about improving how I run my business or improving certain skills that I want to do, like communication skills when I speak to an audience or body language, or maybe I want to learn things like philosophy and learn about human behavior. All these things, I love learning about it. And it makes me happy, it makes me feel like I'm at peace, but also it makes me feel more confident because when you gain knowledge, it's like compound effect. You add more and more things, you feel more confident in yourself because you're learning something new. And by doing that, you'll be able to handle certain challenges in your life along the way as well. So books are essential for me, absolutely essential, could not live without it. Along the way, when I read those books, I became more aware of the topic of mindfulness and self-awareness. And it made me realize how important it is to be present. Not think about the past or the future. Be present. Think about the present. And just be aware of what you're doing right now and then. Because it's so easy to get lost in the moment. You know, just going through the motion. And before you know it, it's time to go to bed. Or it's time to go back to work. Or it's time to end your holiday. And all these things. But you're not really fully present of where you are. So you have to be mindful of where you are and be aware of how you are feeling. And that was something that I only think about it now, even though it sounds obvious, but you only think about it now. So that's important, I think. That's come from learning about mindfulness and self-awareness. All of that comes into learning how to breathe and meditate. And then it works. It does help you a lot. It takes practice. It takes time until you get used to it. But... It does help you a lot when you get the grasp of it. And then also, the most, another obvious thing to do when you're feeling anxious is to exercise. For me, that involves either playing football or playing golf, or I do a bit of yoga as well nowadays. And it's no brainer that anything that makes your heart beat, get you moving, it's a good way to kind of let that energy out. And even if you don't have a specific hobby, and it'd be a good idea to think of something that will help you to 
get distracted, enjoy it, even going for a walk in the fresh air, even that can help a lot. So exercise is a big, big thing for me. And the other way I deal with anxiety, unfortunately, is that I would have to avoid attending social events or even consider leaving those social events early. And I've done that a bunch of times because sometimes you have to accept that you can't really work in that environment, you can't really operate in that environment, and you just have to accept that. And that's a way for me to be selfish and say, I'm going to look after myself and I need to go be somewhere where I just can cope. But at the same time, it makes you feel like you're un- being unsociable and you're not able to interact with people. And that's the downside of it. And it's not fun. I'd rather not do that. But sometimes you have to remember to look after yourself and in, in an airplane analogy, put on the oxygen mask first and not the other person first. Look after yourself. Be selfish. And that's the whole point as well. It's being selfish is so, so important to be aware of yourself, look after yourself, be selfish. There's nothing wrong with that because if you're not looking after yourself, you're not helping anyone around you. And that applies to everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're not looking after yourself physically and mentally, then other people around you may or will suffer as well. And that's why I thought, you know, screw this. Yes, I get anxiety now and then, but I have to be selfish overall to be able to deal with it. And if it means I can't do certain things, or if it means certain people will have to accept the way I am, so be it. Just so be it. But death anxiety is a thing, and I didn't really think about it until only really the past few days when I'm recording this. And it connected to me, it makes sense. I feel like, yes, that makes a whole lot of sense now that when I get anxiety, it's all because of hearing, lack of hearing, actually. It's all because of that. And it's nice. It's nice to know that you can pinpoint that. And again, it's about being aware of that, being mindful of that. And it's about, okay, what can I do to deal with that? What is the next step after that? How can I deal with it? Because it's one thing knowing about it, but it's another thing to deal with it and to move forward. Because... Well, you don't want to sit still, do you? You just want to move forward with your life, live life to the max, live life the way you can, and do things that you know that it will help you. Reading, exercising, socializing where you can. There's no point sitting still and doing nothing because that's not going to help you, it's not going to help me, not going to help people around you. But moving forward in whatever way you can is the best way to deal with things like anxiety. So, been opening up here. And I just want you to know that. And I think this also applies to anyone, really, whether you have anxiety or not, whether you're deaf or not. It doesn't really matter because we all go through those moments where you feel like you're getting tense, you have to breathe fast, and your heart starts beating, and you're getting anxiety, and you can't cope with it. And I'm sure a lot of us go through that. But that's okay. It's normal feeling. It's just about being aware of that and what you're going to do about it. And I hope this video will make you feel like, well, you know what, you're not alone. You are dealing with something that I can understand and appreciate with. You're not alone. So, I hope this video has helped you. I would love to know your stories. If you want to share it with me privately, you can email me. But if you want to share it publicly, leave a comment down below. I'd love to hear it. and love to know what you think. Any story that you share that can help other people. Anything that you want to get, let it out as well. It'd be awesome to hear. 
as well. So it'd be really cool. But don't push yourself only when you're ready because pushing people to get over something is not a solution. Everyone has their own pace and their own way. And when you're ready, you're ready. That's what I've learned as well. You can't force it. So that's it of an interesting video that I never thought I'd be doing, but I thought I'd let you know. And I thought it'd be useful for you. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you like this video. If you do, make sure you click that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Do all the things that I would absolutely love it if you do. And hopefully I will speak to you again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Hear Me Out CC podcast, courtesy of hearmeoutcc.com.